Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. So let's read from the Word of God, shall we? Acts 16, verse 9. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Therefore, sailing from Troas, we went straight course to uh, Samothrace, and the next day came to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, uh, which is the foremost city of that part of Macedonia, a colony. And we were staying in that city for some days. And on the Sabbath day, we went out of the city to the riverside where prayer was customarily made. And we sat down and spoke to the women who we met there. Now, a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of, uh, I'm going to try to pronounce this, Thyatira, uh, okay? Greek city, uh, who worship God, the Lord opened her heart. That's the part you need to pay attention. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. And when she and her household were baptized, she begged us, saying, If you, having judged us to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And so she persuaded us. Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us, who brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. Let's pause there for a bit. How many of you would love it if your Christian walk with Jesus was like this every day. You know, you wake up in the middle of the night seeing a vision and not just some random dream that you had. You know, all of us, we've had strange random dreams that don't make sense. But, but Paul didn't have a strange random dream that didn't make sense. He saw a vision, a vision of a person from Macedonia crying out, come, we need you, come and help us. And then they responded and they went all the way. And, and, and when they went all the way, the journey was smooth. And not only was it smooth, there was great fruit. They arrived in the city. And just like the vision implied, they decided to share the gospel. And people responded. And, and not only responded, they responded and said, baptize us. And then as they got baptized, they said, come, stay with us. Wow. And how many of you would love it if, if, if your life with Jesus was like that? You know, before going to work on Monday, you know, early Monday morning, God gives you a vision. Or somebody in your office, a familiar face in your office appears in your dream and says, come and preach the gospel. And then when you go and preach the gospel, the person receives it gladly by heart and go like, would you baptize me? Wow, we will love it. Amen? We will love it. And, 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 and don't get me wrong. Does, no, it's, it's, does God use a, 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 a strong feelings of victory? and success to encourage us, of course He does. And no, are, 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 are this, this winning moments in faith important? Of course they are. But I'm so glad that the story didn't stop there. You know, because the truth is, if I can be honest, 
most of the time, our walk with Jesus doesn't look like this. Most of the time, you don't wake up receiving a vision, an accurate vision. You know, some of you say, I receive vision, but they're not accurate. <laughs> you know, an accurate vision. You know, many times you try preaching the gospel, but they don't receive it with gladness. In fact, they don't ask you to stay with them, they ask you to go away. You know, and the, the truth is, our life, our Christian walk is not always filled with winning moments. In fact, more times than not, we don't feel it. It doesn't feel winning. It doesn't feel exciting. It doesn't feel like, like God has a plan. Don't get me wrong, God has a plan, but we don't always feel that plan at work. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh gosh, I hope the editor edits all this out. And so, <laughs> if, if you're taking our notes, the topic of my message today is called, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. Let's just continue reading on. Right? So, she did that for many days. Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you, in the name of Jesus Christ, to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. But when her master saw that their hope for profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. So do you see, now, now they went from triumphant entry into Macedonia to now the feeling of victory slowly waning away. And they brought them to the magistrates and, and said, these men being Jews, so you see some racism coming out, exceedingly troubled our city and they teach customs which are not lawful for us being Romans. So from feeling like on top of the world, now they are feeling discriminated. Now they are feeling judged, wrongfully judged, wrongfully accused. Let's read on. They teach customs which are not lawful for us being Romans to receive or even observe. Then the multitude rose up together against them. So gone is the feeling of, of welcome <laughs> and the vision of like, come, come, our city needs you. Now the city rises up against them. And the magistrates tore their clothes off. So, you know, you can see the downward spiral, right? And commanded them to be beaten with rods. Oh, now they're definitely feeling it. <laughs> but not the thing that any one of us wants to feel, right? None of us wants to feel beaten down. But many times in our walk with Jesus, we do feel like life is punching us down. Your, your, your career is punching you down. Your emotions is punching you down. Your, 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 you know, everything around you seems to be against you, right? And, and when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison. Wow, from being welcomed into the house of a rich businesswoman, now they ain't feeling it. The feeling is gone. And now they're being chucked into prison. Right? And as they threw them into prison, 
they commanded the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison, where possibly the worst prisoners are kept, and fastened their feet in the stocks. But, amen. How many love the word but? Amen. But, the story doesn't end there. But, even though they were feeling so low, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. Let's just pause there for a bit and I want to talk to us. You know, I want to encourage us because it's not that feelings are, are not good, but, but it is the truth that sets us free, not feelings. And, and, and even though we don't feel like we're winning, it doesn't mean that we're losing. Even though we don't feel like God is moving, doesn't mean that He's not moving. And so, you, 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 we will read on in a while and you will see how God turned the situation around. But I can guarantee you, at that moment, in the inner you know, uh, part of prison, you know, Paul and Silas were definitely not feeling victorious. They were definitely not feeling comfortable. They were definitely not feeling, you know, high, you know, high like you just came back from the extras UK getaway. And, and, and I'm here to encourage you in a way because for some of us, uh, we can have powerful, powerful emotional high encounters with God. It could be at a conference, it could be at a camp, it could even be your own prayer time with God. And that's good, and that's, those feelings are precious, and, and God uses those feelings to encourage us, but don't make those feelings an idol. Because on the flip side, some of us could have also come back from a very powerful getaway, <laughs> and, and you come back feeling like you didn't feel anything. And maybe as you sat around other friends who went for the getaway, and when you hear them share how they encountered God, it, it made you feel even worse. You go like, oh, wow. Now I'm confirmed I didn't feel anything. <laughs> because compared to that person's testimony, you know, I should be feeling like that. How come the person, you know, felt this and felt that? And, and so, no matter what you're going through right now, whether your walk with God is at an all-time high, or your walk with God is at all-time low, don't make feelings your idol. Amen? Feelings are just feelings. It is the truth that sets us free. Another way for us to understand this in a very practical way is this, that, that, that even right now, as we are all seated, do you know that the world is moving? Gravity is working. And, and you're seated here, and, and nothing seems to be spinning. In fact, if you're seated and the room seems to be spinning, uh, please raise your hand. Uh, we will get an usher and we've got some doctors who can take care of you, all right? But the truth is, all of us are seated and we don't feel like, and we, technically, if you're healthy, you shouldn't feel like the room is spinning. But it doesn't change the fact that the earth is moving. And so sometimes, we've got to remind ourselves that, God, if, if gravity works like that, what more God? Amen? The God's ways are higher. Amen? And God's ways are, are, are much more mysterious. And so, even though, you know, you might feel like, oh man, I'm having such a lousy week. You know, I, I thought this step of faith, I wonder if Paul 
thought like that, you know. Maybe some of us here, you know, you'd be like, no, 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 never Paul, never Paul. Okay, so Silas. I wonder if Silas thought, like, oh man, I, I thought, you know, having Paul as my ministry buddy would, would just, you know, would just be the, the best time of my life. How come, you know, how come I'm in prison with Paul right now? How come I'm beaten up with Paul right now? I thought, I thought this step of faith would, would sort everything out. You know, have you been there before? And maybe that's some of us here. You, you thought that, oh, I thought God provided this job. How come now that I'm in this job, I'm unhappy? God, I, I thought you arranged for me to be in London. But how come now that I'm in London, I feel so lost? I feel so disconnected. You know, the thing about feeling is that, that it moves us, right? That's what feeling says, it moves us. But feelings can also move us in the wrong direction. And sometimes, if we listen to our feelings too much, it can cause us to remain in the place that God doesn't want us to remain in. Always go to God's truth. It is the truth that sets us free, not feelings. Amen? And so, you know, some of us here, you know, you might be going through a very low period, but I want to encourage you. I want to give us three things that we can continue to do. Three ways we can still acknowledge God's truth. Even though we're not feeling it, we're not connecting with what's happening around us. Amen? And, and, and these are three things that, that, that Paul and Silas did. And, and we want to learn from them. Because if it worked for Paul and Silas in prison, it can work for your life. Last time I checked, nobody is in prison here, you know, or if you want, let me know. And um, we love you, we'll visit you. Um, <laughs> and so let's keep reading. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Point number one, when you're feeling low, when it feels darkest and Hopeless, point number one, acknowledge God in worship. Acknowledge Him in worship. Here it says that they sang hymns. Of course, that the power is not in hymns. Nothing wrong with hymns. I love hymns, but you know, this by no means. You know, some people go like, see, we should be singing hymns in church, you know, because if it's good enough for Paul, it's good enough for me. Yeah, hymns just mean songs of praise, right? And so, you know, the Bible here is using the lives of the apostles to, to, to tell us that when you're not feeling it, you know, when you're in prison, wrongfully accused, stripped of everything you have, literally naked and beaten and bruised, acknowledge God. Don't acknowledge the feeling of defeat. Acknowledge God. And acknowledge Him in worship. There's something supernatural. There's something powerful that happens when you engage in song proclaiming God is still king. There's something about it. You know, it's, it's you know, there's, and, and I'm not sure what it is. It, you know, there's something spiritual when we sing. You know, it, that's why God calls us to, to worship Him in such a way. There's something that connects us. Worship connects us with the presence of God. And even though we don't feel like it, God is saying that, connect with me. 
connect with me in song. And this can be as simple as, you know, or as practical as saying that, hey, from this moment onwards, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to memorize a song. You know, I'm so glad that, that, the, that the worship team chose a, a, a song. You know, that one, of the song, one of the songs that we sang today is, you know, I, I know many people know it by heart, you know. Uh, you are all I want. You are all I need. All right? Draw me close to you. You know, you don't need a band to, 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 to support you, to, to worship you. You know, all of us should have a song that we can call upon the Lord in the middle of the night. And if you don't have that, learn it. It can be a simple Sunday school song like, Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Because the Bible tells me so. And, and I can tell you that the song can sound also childish, but when you're not feeling it, it's a very thing that you need to do. Because it's a thing that will connect you, not to your problems, but to the presence. And, 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 and God wants us Amen? To connect with Him. Not only that, the, you, know, you know what happens many times when we're not feeling it? We complain. We complain. We whine. Right? We cry even. And so maybe this is another way for God to teach us how to flip the script. You know? The next time you're going through a low period, the next time you're in the middle of your day and you're not feeling it, the, where the feelings, the opposite feelings, the feelings of depression and feelings of sadness seem to overwhelm you, don't, don't give yourself a, a toilet break so that you can cry in the cubicle. No, give yourself a praise break. And tell yourself that, you know what, I'm going to take five minutes off. <laughs> I need to go to some closet somewhere and I'm just going to praise my Jesus. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to overcome this, not by my emotions, but I'm going to overcome this by the truth of God. You see, when we sing, what are we, what we declaring? That God reigns. That He's still in control. That He's seated on the throne, nothing phases Him, you know, and, and He still has a plan. And it's working, it's working, it's working. And then when we sing, it's also an act of purification. Like I said, when many times when we go through tough times, we, we complain, we whine, we whine. And the Word of God says that the life and death are in the, in, are in the power of the tongue. And, and so sometimes we, we confess death. Oh no, I, I'm not sure how I'm going to do this. I'm not sure how I'm going to do this. I'm not sure how I'm going to do this. You know, often so, we, we do it so many times. And that's why we don't know how we're going to get through this. But instead, maybe we need to flip the script and say, that, you know what, I don't know how to get through this, but my God reigns. My God reigns. Amen. And just begin to worship. Begin to say, Lord, you are still in control. Lord, I worship you. I worship you, almighty God. There is none like you. Just worship. Just, just, just even one minute of worship can do wonders than one minute of crying. Amen. Lord, next time, don't just cry. Cry out to God. Amen. So acknowledge God, acknowledge Him in worship. Amen? And the other thing we need to acknowledge God, acknowledge God in prayer. That's my second point. Acknowledge God in prayer. If, if, if praise and worship brings us into the presence of God, then prayer leads us to the throne of God. Because we don't just have a king who listens, we have a father king who listens. And when we pray, how many know that 
a lot of Christians were afraid to pray. I can share with you a very, very uh, a universal stat. You know, in, in, in most churches, the lowest attended meeting is the prayer meeting. And unfortunately, even our church, you know, even though it's very powerful, those of you who come, you know it's very powerful. And this Tuesday, we invite you to come along. But there's power in prayer. A lot of times, Christians, we are nervous about prayer. <laughs> and so sometimes people who are new to church, you know, the middle of worship is probably the, you know, uh, the scariest time for them. What, what do I do now? What do I do now? <laughs> you know, uh, I'll just pretend to close my eyes. Um, we, we think that we need to be very eloquent to pray. We think that we need to be, you know, I don't know, uh, very, you know, very, you know, I just want you to know that God hears the hearts. And God understands every language. And one language I'm very good at is broken languages. Because I spoke, I, uh, every language I speak is broken. English is broken. My Chinese is broken. Just last week, I was inspired to send out, uh, to not tweet something, but to share something on Instagram in Mandarin. And I thought I did a good job lifting up the name of Jesus. And then I got a couple of messages from friends in Malaysia who, who read and write Mandarin much better than me. And then they go like, wow, praise God. But pastor, so forgive me, but I must correct you. That is a wrong word you use. That's a wrong word you use. That's a wrong character you use. Uh, in fact, you know, you use, in fact, it was so, my, my, my attempt to glorify God was so broken. My Mandarin is so broken that he even used the wrong Chinese word for Jesus. That's how bad it was. And they actually says that this, this part, you no, know, because it's the two characters to form the word Jesus in Mandarin. And so this second, you got the first one correct. The second one, you, you missed it by a stroke. And because you missed it by a stroke, it looks very alike. They say, we understand, you've been away for a very long time. So your, your Mandarin is failing you and so is your eyesight. And maybe, you know, you're also, you know, sick. Um, and, and so because you missed it by a few strokes, and sometimes Mandarin language is like about a few strokes that make a difference. Uh, this is the word we use for biscuit. And so <laughs> I wanted to praise the name that's above every name. His name is Jesus. I might have list, lifted up the name of a wafer instead. Um... <laughs> But you know what? God hears. You see, a lot of us were letting our feelings of inadequacy stop us from praying. We're, 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 we're allowing our feeling. We feel like our English is not good enough. We feel like we're poor at public speaking. We feel like we stutter too much. We feel like our prayers are too elementary. We feel like our prayers are too short. We feel like our prayers are too long. Do you understand? And sometimes we allow our feelings to hold us back from prayer. How many of you can admit, most of the time when we don't pray, what's the number one reason we say we don't feel like it? I'm too tired. I feel too tired to pray. I feel too discouraged to pray. Feeling again. And God is saying that when you feel your lowest, when you feel like everything's hopeless, acknowledge Him in prayer. Amen? Prayer is a gift from God. Let's use it. Let's cry out to Him. It doesn't have to be, you know, it can be in any language. It can be short. Prayer can be as simple as, God, help me. Jesus, I don't know what to do. Jesus, help. Shortest prayer. Write it down. Jesus, help. And, and, and you'd be surprised. 
Amen? So this, this, this week, I'm not sure what you're going through. Maybe you, you, you think that, hey, I, I, I should be, I don't know, I should, I should have a job by now. I, I, I should be, I don't deliver from my depression by now. I, I should be adult enough, because I know two people having their birthdays. I should be adult enough to figure out my life by now. But I don't. I don't feel like an adult. I don't feel like I know what I'm doing. I, I, I don't feel like, I'm not even sure if this is the right job for me. I don't, I, don't, I don't feel. What do you do? Do you just keep wallowing in your feelings? No. Acknowledge God. And go like, God, help. And allow God's light to shine in. Amen? And, and so that's what they did. And let's read on, shall we? But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying. Amen? They were acknowledging God. Amen? They were not feeling it. They were acknowledging God in prayer. They are acknowledging Him in worship. And the prisoners were listening to them. Do you know that many times we don't realize, we think that it's when our lives are most exciting that, that people's hearts will be turned to God. Actually, people are always watching. And you know what most people have in common? We all share more in common with our low than with our highs. And so, how you handle the low moments of your life speaks louder than your high moments. You know, that's why, you know, whether you watch Olympics or the NBA, every time the athlete wins, you know, the interview comes, I'd like to thank Jesus, my Lord and Savior. You know, when, you're, when you win the lottery, Jesus gets thanked. But, and, and that's kind of like universal, right? But it's in the low moments that truly count. And, and it's in the low moments that the prisoners were listening. That means before that, they were not. But it was in those moments they were listening. And suddenly, let's continue reading. In verse 26, there was a great earthquake and so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loose. Everyone. Do you see something spiritual happens? See, we do not wrestle with flesh and blood. You know, sometimes we also, the, the feelings that we go through could also be an opposition that the enemy throws at you. Because the enemy, the devil, he knows how spiritual your prayer life can be. And he knows how strategic. Sometimes the devil is more aware of our potential than we ourselves. You see, you might think that, oh, I'm just here, I'm just being in this job. But the devil goes like, how dare God put one of his own in this company? Did you know that this company was in darkness? I was leading them in down the path of greed and prosperity and God just had to put one of his soldiers in. You know, you know what? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this soldier feel overwhelmed. I'm going to make this soldier feel like he's at the wrong company so that he can get out of there, he can stop showing up for work or for study so that he will stop praying because the last thing I need is for some prayer to be happening at the workplace. The last thing I need is for some light to be shining into that dorm, in that campus, in that hall. And so I'm going to send depression, I'm going to send discouragement, I'm going to send anything to make them feel like they are in the wrong place at the wrong time so they will stop believing, stop praying, stop trying. 
And yet, you notice here, when Paul and Silas were in their lowest and they still persevered in prayer and in worship, the chains became loose for everyone. You see, you think that it's just you dealing with your stuff. But how many know that your stuff, every time you gain victory over whatever stuff you're wrestling with, it's not just victory for yourself, but it's victory for everyone. There's a spiritual ripple effect that we can't see because we are, we're not 100% spiritual beings. But there's a spiritual ripple effect. The Bible tells so. The cross is a spiritual act. It was a physical thing, but there was a spiritual ripple effect that ripples into all eternity, even until today. And God is saying that even our daily victories have a ripple effect. And so, you know, if you're not feeling it, keep worshipping. If you're not feeling it, keep praying. Amen? Because chains are being broken. Amen? And the keeper of the prison, verse 27, awaking from sleep. Wow, that, that's another, another revival language. Awakening. Amen? When you persevere, not only chains are loose, but even sleeping hearts are awakened. Seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice saying, do yourself no harm for we are all here. Isn't it powerful that Paul, who is known for his writing and by that he's preaching, didn't preach. He didn't preach. He just prayed and he sang and even the prisoners were changed. These were prisoners who now had a chance to escape but they didn't escape. What does it tell you? Change lives. Because if they were still criminals, they'd be like, hee hee, you know, time to escape. But instead, they go like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I know there's an opportunity for me to escape, but I, I'm a sinner. I, I, I did the crime, so I'm going to do the time. And so I'm going to stay here. What was that? That's repentance. Did, how did Paul accomplish? Some of us, we go like, God, I want to preach. How, how, do I, how do I share with my friends? How do I share with my friends? Maybe you need to pray. Maybe you need to worship. Maybe it, it's, it's not the words. We think, right? We live in, in, in a Western civilization and, 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 you know, the UK of all Western civilizations glorifies knowledge. Glorifies knowledge. The more knowledgeable you are, the more respected you are, the more well-spoken you are, the more respected you are. And therefore, we think that to impact my friends, I need to be well-spoken and well-educated. No, we need to be spirit-filled. And, and so, Paul here discipled a whole prison without writing any letters or preaching. Two of his strengths. So sometimes we feel like God can only use our strength. No, God can use our weaknesses. God can use the moments where we're not feeling it to do glory. Amen? Let's keep reading on, alright? You know, I hope you guys are blessed. Amen? And it says this, Right? Everyone is still here. Chill. Relax. Then he called for a light, verse 29, ran in and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And so they say, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You will be saved. You and your whole household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him. Then they only preached. And to all who were in his house, 
and he took them the same hour of the night, washed their stripes, and immediately he and all his family were baptized. Now when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them, and he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. So from a prison, it became a little getaway. Right? Oh, let's get baptized. <laughs> let's, let's have some food together. And, 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 and this is how powerful it is. And so, what's the third point? The third point says, acknowledge God in faithfulness. In faithfulness. What am I faithfulness? Faithfulness means that, you know what? I'm going to keep honoring God. I'm going to keep being faithful. I, and, and I'm going to faithfully do the things that I've always done. Do you think that Paul and Silas only started singing and praying when they went to prison? Or do you think that this has been a habit of their lives? It's a habit. It's a habit. And, and, and what's that? That's faithfulness. That means that when I'm not in prison, I will praise the Lord. When I'm in prison, I will praise the Lord. And so faithful were they to what God was doing that they didn't see prison as something that was beneath them. You see, sometimes we, we think that, oh, if God really loves me, He will bless me. If God really loves me, I'll have a job by now. If God really loves me, I'll have all my provision. You know, everything will be smooth sailing. So unemployment is beneath me. Sickness is beneath me. You know, depression is beneath me. But, but do you see Paul and Silas reject the prison? No. They were wrongfully accused, but they were there. And even though the, the earthquake happened, the chains were loose, they were still there. Because they realized that no, if God sent us in here, there must be for a reason. He sent us in, I'm going to be faithful even in prison. And because when my time is up, when it's, it suits Him to take me out of here, He will take me out of there. And then that's why God used two people wrongfully accused to start the world's first prison ministry. To minister to the jailer. Not just the jailer, but his whole family. You see, if, if, if they were only good time Christians, they'll be like, oh God, the chains are loose. Finally, it's about time. Do you see how we were beaten? Do you see? God? No, I was preaching the gospel, you know? You let me get beaten. So finally, you understand now. Thanks for the loose chains. Let's get out of here. No, it didn't. But, you know, I know that's exaggeration. But a lot of us, we do that, don't we? God, I've served you. How come I'm like this? God, I gave. How come I'm, I'm poor right now? No, God, I, I, I got baptized. How come I'm fired now? No, 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 no. Be faithful. If God orchestrates your life, now, if, if you... Stole money from the company, got fired, that's not God. But if, if you, for whatever mysterious reasons, you know, you know get into a position where you, you don't feel like winning, hey, be faithful. There, 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 there is a purpose in the pain even. Even in the prison, there's a purpose. And the purpose ultimately was so that light can be shown in to the darkest area so that the prisoners could be discipled, so the jailer and his family could be baptized and saved. And of course, you read on, they were of course escorted out of the prison eventually. But that's what faithfulness is. Faithfulness is that, you know what, God, I'm going to acknowledge you. God, I might be unemployed right now, but I'm just going to enjoy 
the unemployment journey. I'm going to apply for the things I need to apply, but I'm going to enjoy the process. This is very weird. I know, you know, you probably go like, that doesn't sound right. Enjoy the unemployment process. No, 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 no. You know, you're supposed to say, you know, in Jesus' name, no unemployment. No, 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 no. Enjoy the unemployment process because if God's people are unwilling to go through unemployment, how will you minister to those that are unemployed? You know, one last example, and I'm going to close, you know. So, um, you know, one of the things that, um, that, you know, I usually get to do at uh, whenever the church do like a getaway is that, you know, um, I get to have, you know, just time, just chatting, catching up with different ones. But of course, this year, unfortunately, both myself and Kat I had to stay off site. Um, so we're unable to have like the late night coffee chats with different ones. Um, and so I, I, you know, I managed to catch up with uh, some um, students from Bristol yesterday. And uh, there was one girl who finally said, oh, Pastor, I want to tell you, yeah, I uh, accepted Christ. And I go like, when? Um, I think earlier this year. And you waited until now to tell me? Yeah, you know, <laughs> students. And, um, and, 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 you know, we were talking, and, um, and, and you know, she was just sharing a um, lot that she was going through. And, uh, and she was sharing for the first time, very openly. Uh, I've been in conversation with this student, um, helping her to process and discover Jesus. Uh, but, but she's never all shared. She's always saying, I've, I've, got, I've got a past. I've got issues. Uh, I struggle to, to believe that God is good. But she won't tell me why she struggles to believe God is good. So every time we talk, it's kind of like a game of riddles. I'm like, we're kind of talking about it, but we're not really talking about it. And, and I'm like, I'm hoping this makes sense. And I pray that God, please make it make sense. And, and, but you no, know, praise God, she's born again believer now, so it must have made sense. Um, and, and so yesterday was the first time she openly, and she said, actually this, she said, and, and, and this is part of, of, of what has changed since I come to know Jesus, for the first time, I can talk about my past. And she started sharing about how truly tragic and broken her past is. And, and she said that I'm, I'm, I'm still struggling um, to know the why, but what's more important is that I know the who now. And, and I know who loves me and who didn't cause the harm, and who is the one that was actively salvaging the situation. And uh, you know, hopefully one day we'll, we'll get her and she can share a testimony. Um, but then I encourage her, I say that, hey, you know, I don't think it's a coincidence that, that you who have gone through so much, you know, now come to find Jesus. I really believe that, you know, this journey you've been on it's going to give you a special, a special story to minister and to tell with other people who come from similar tragic past. And this is what I want us to understand about faithfulness, about enjoying. Maybe I shouldn't use the word enjoy. Just be faithful. Just be faithful in your unemployment. I know maybe a bit hard to swallow. Enjoy unemployment. I reject it in Jesus' name. Be faithful 
in your unemployment. Be faithful in your waiting. Be faithful even though you feel disconnected. Be faithful even though you can't feel God. Be faithful even though you don't feel like winning. Just be faithful. Just trust. That's another word for faithful. Trust that God has a plan and that He's working. And you just be faithful. Keep praying. Keep worshipping. Keep soaking in His Word and in His love. But keep being faithful. One day we will understand why you had to go through that. And then you're able to minister. And your ministry will have depth. You know, it won't just be like, there, there, don't worry. No, you'll be like, no, no, no. Actually, I know what it feels like to lose a loved one. I know what it feels like to go through 30 rounds of rejection. I know what it feels like to be unemployed. I know what it feels like to have negative 30 pence in the bank account. I know what it feels like to not know where your meal is going to come from, but God is still good. And the world needs more of such solid testimonies. Not whimsical, you know, oh, God is good type testimonies. Amen? And so, I just want to encourage us. Amen? Maybe this is a word for some who, I really believe some people here, you know, you, you, you feel, you know, like, like you, you should be over it by now. Over the homesickness for some. Over, you know, the confusion. Over the heartbreak. Uh, but, but you're feeling a lot of pain. You're feeling lost. You're feeling disconnected. You're feeling discouraged. And more than anything, you don't feel God. And the more you hear other people talk about how they feel God, the more discouraged you become. I want you to know there's nothing wrong with you. And just because, and, and there's even a song that we sing, I think it's called Waymaker. Maybe that's another song in the night for you guys, you know, to memorize, you know. Even when I don't feel it, He's working. Even when I don't see it, He's working. Amen? And so, let's continue to press on in worship. Let's continue to press on in prayer. And let's continue to be faithful. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you that you are always, always looking out for us. Lord Jesus, even right now, you say that you are sitting at the right hand of the Father, interceding, praying, praying, praying for us. Praying for us. Praying that we get it. Praying that we don't get stuck in our feelings. Praying that we start seeing ourselves and our situation through your eyes, not our eyes. Praying that we will press on and be faithful. Lord, I thank you that you are not passive. I thank you, Lord, that you are more at work than we give you credit for. I thank you, Lord, that even right now, Lord, you are behind the scenes preparing. And maybe this is a word of encouragement for some of you. Some of you here, maybe you've been in London for a while now and you feel like you don't have a friend. And it's a painful feeling. You don't have a friend. And I'm here to tell you, that God's working. That God is working. And God is working. 
And, 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 and I don't know when, but, but God is working. And before you know it, you have a good friend. A, a friend that you can do life with. A friend that you can even share the gospel with. Maybe some of us here, you're waiting and it's painful. You're feeling discouraged. But God is saying that I'm working. I'm working. Because God is working, we can even rest. We can even rest. And so maybe for some of us here, you need to rest. Stop allowing, stop stop comparing and just rest in God's goodness. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.